Hare Krishna, welcome to this episode of Chaitanya Charitamrita. And uh, today our screen, we have some technical difficulties here. You know, I couldn't get the vertical screen up here. So I've been trying, that's why it has been a little bit late today. And um, today we have to make do with this and I have to figure out what the problem is. So today we'll be discussing um, the topic of the true understanding of Vedanta Sutra. So as you remember, or if you don't remember, we have been studying the con- uh, conversation between Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Prakashananda Saraswati, who was a big, uh, a very big leader of the Mayavad camp at that time, at the time of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So this is uh, part of that conversation where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is preaching to them the glories of the holy name and uh, he will go on, as we will see in today's episode, to explain the um, true understanding of Vedanta Sutra. Because the Mayavadi camp, Shankaracharya followers, they think they have the monopoly of the understanding of Vedanta Sutra, uh, which is not correct. In fact, they have a completely mis- misconstrued idea of Vedanta Sutra. And Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu will expose that um, in today's episode. That's what we're going to study. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Ajnanat Mirandhasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Sthapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupahakadamahyam Dadati Svapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yutapadakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahaganaragunathan Vitam Tamsajivam Sadvetam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahaganalalita Shri Vishakhan Vitamscha he Krishna Karuna Sindho, Dinabandho Jagatpate, Gopesha Gopika Kantaradha Kantanamostute, Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari, Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye, Vanchakalpatarubhyascha Kripa Sindhubhyayevacha, Patitanam Pavanebhyo, Vaishnavebhyo Namon Namaha. Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prashthaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Sunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna. So, a uh, very warm welcome to everybody who has uh, come on. So, as you can see, the screen is a little bit different today. So, this is because I have not been able to connect the iPad screen to the stream today. And that's why we had a little bit of a delay. But... Today I have to make, just make do with this screen and I will figure out what the problem is later on. Right, so with that away, we will just move to this verse. Mm, yeah. So we have studied this one. This was our last 
verse that we have studied in the previous uh, session of chaitanya charitamrita adilila chapter 7 texts 95 and 96 etaru vakya ami drudha vishwasa dhori nirantara krishna nama sankirtana kori shai krishna nama ka bhuga gao jai na chai gahi na chinahi ami apana ichhai I firmly believe in these words of my spiritual master and therefore I always chant the holy name of the Lord alone and in the association of devotees. So this is Japa and Kirtan. Japa is alone and Kirtan is um, you know in the association of devotees. That holy name of Lord Krishna sometimes causes me to chant and dance and therefore I chant and dance. Please do not think that I intentionally do it. I do it automatically. So in the purport shri prabhupad mentioned very important point a person who cannot keep his faith in the words of his spiritual master but acts independently never receives the authority to chant the holy name of the lord so this vedashtra upanishad verse is quoted here yasya deve para bhaktir yatha deve tatha gurav tasyate kathitha hi artha prakashante mahatmanah only under those great souls who have implicit faith in both the lord and the spiritual master are all the imports of vedic knowledge automatically revealed this vedic injunction is very important and shri chaitanya mahaprabhu supported it by his personal behavior believing in the words of his spiritual master he introduced the sankirtan movement just as the present krishna consciousness movement was started with belief in the words of our spiritual master he wanted to preach we believed in his words and tried somehow or other to fulfill them and now this movement has become successful all over the world therefore faith in the words of the spiritual master and in the supreme personality of godhead is the secret of success shri chaitanya mahaprabhu never disobeyed the orders of his spiritual master and stopped propagating the sankirtan movement shri bhakti siddhanta saraswati goswami at the time of his passing away ordered all his disciples to work conjointly to preach the mission of chaitanya mahaprabhu all over the world later however some self interested foolish disciples disobeyed his orders Each one of them wanted to become head of the mission and they fought in the courts neglecting the order of the spiritual master and the entire mission was defeated we are not proud of this however the truth must be explained we believed in the words of our spiritual master and started in a humble way in a helpless way but due to the spiritual force of the order of the supreme authority this movement has become successful so i'm reiterating what we read last week i mean not last week i guess i think the week before that so this is important i mean i'm not expanding upon it because we have expanded upon it in the previous session but this is very important when we preach we need to understand this it is to be understood that when shri chaitanya mahaprabhu chanted and danced he did so by the influence of the spirit, pleasure potency of the spiritual world shri chaitanya mahaprabhu never considered the holy name of the lord to be a material vibration nor does any pure devotee mistake the chanting of the hari krishna mantra to be a material musical manifestation Lord Chaitanya never tried to be the master of the holy name rather he taught us how to be the servants of the holy name rather very important point there eh? extremely important we are servants of the holy name not masters if one chants the holy name of the lord just to make a show not knowing the secret of success he may increase his bile secretion but he will never attain perfection in the chanting the holy name shri chaitanya mahaprabhu presented himself in this way 
I am a great fool and do not have knowledge of right and wrong. In order to understand the real meaning of the Vedanta Sutra, I never followed the explanation of the Shankara Sampradaya or Mayavadi Sanyasis. I am very much afraid of the illogical arguments of the Mayavadi philosophers. Therefore, I think I have no authority regarding their explanations of the Vedanta Sutra. I firmly believe that simply chanting the holy name of the Lord can remove all misconceptions of the material world. In other words, of course, he was qualified. I mean, <laughs> the Vedas have come from his breathing. Hmm. This is also um, what is that uh, confirmed in the Vedic um, literature. The Vedas have come from the breathing of the Supreme Lord. And uh, <laughs> but he is presenting himself like this to teach us. Then Kali Yuga. Nobody really understands the Vedas. The person who is chanting has actually understood the meaning of the Vedas. But of course, we should not neglect the study of philosophy. We should study as much as the spiritual master has given. In fact, he has given everything. So if we just study the philosophy given by Srila Prabhupada, we will understand everything about Mayavadi philosophy, about our philosophy, about every other philosophy and how our uh, Krishna Consciousness philosophy, Achintya Bheda Bheda Tattva, the doctrine of simultaneous oneness and difference, stands supreme among all other philosophies. And it's not by comparison that it stands supreme, it engulfs everything. Because every other philosophy um, is an offshoot of this supreme philosophy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So, there will be no contradiction but it is the overarching philosophy of every other philosophy. Uh, <clears throat> I believe, now we are reading further in the purport, I believe, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is saying, that simply by chanting the holy name of the Lord, one can attain the shelter of the lotus feet of the Lord. In this age of quarrel and disagreement, which is Kali Yuga, the chanting of the holy names is the only way to liberation from the material clutches. By chanting the holy name, Lord Chaitanya continued, I became almost mad. However, after inquiring from my spiritual master, I have come to the conclusion that instead of striving for achievement in the four principles of religiosity, dharma, economic development, artha, sense gratification, karma, and liberation, moksha, it is better if somehow or other one develops transcendental love of Godhead. That is the greatest success in life. Prema Pumartha Mahan One who has attained love of Godhead chants and dances, in his, uh, chants and dances by his nature, not caring for the public. This stage of life is known as Bhagavad Jivan or the life of a devotee. So he said, I don't make a show, it is just happening by itself. Um, I don't, I have, what is it? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu continued, I never chanted and danced to make an artificial show. I dance and chant because I firmly believe in the words of my spiritual master. So this is the thing. We have to firmly believe. Our participation in this movement not just while chanting and dancing, but we are part of this Sankirtan movement. So we have to have full faith in the words of our spiritual master and thus carry out our devotional activities. I dance and chant because I firmly believe in the words of my spiritual master. Although the Mayavadi philosophers do not like this chanting and dancing, I nevertheless perform it on the strength of his words. Is another thing. So we don't subscribe to worldly opinion. We subscribe only to the opinion of Guru and Krishna. Bonafide Guru. Therefore, it is to be concluded that I deserve very little credit for these activities of chanting and dancing for they are being done automatically by the grace of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So that's where we stopped and we will continue from the verse 97.
So here actually he further speaks on the bliss that is derived from chanting Hare Krishna, which causes him to dance. Um, and then he goes on to explain the real meaning of Vedanta Sutra because they actually ask, uh, the Mayavadi camp, they actually ask him on that topic. So then he will speak. So the conversation takes uh, a turn there. After two verses, I think. From 99 onwards, I guess. So, 97. Krishna name jayananda sindhu aswadan brahmananda tarage khato dakasam Compared to the ocean of transcendental bliss that one tastes by chanting the Hare Krishna mantra, the pleasure derived from impersonal Brahman realization, Brahmananda, is like the shallow water in a canal. Okay, before we just proceed further, I just want to um, notify that if you have put in some comments, I will not be immediately um, be able to see them because of this view. I am looking at this the screen that you are seeing here, so I am actually not looking at the comments box. So, if I have to see the comments, I will have to switch from here and I have to do some gymnastics here. So, <laughs> I may not immediately see your comment, so I will take it later on. Or if I ask a question, then I will maybe look at the comments for that time. Okay. In the Bhaktira Samrita Sindhu 1.1.38, it is stated, Brahmanando bhavedesha chetparardha gunikritaha naiti bhakti sukham bodhehe if Brahmananda, the transcendental bliss derived from understanding impersonal Brahman, which is coveted or which is desired by the impersonalists, uh, if that bliss were multiplied a million times, such a quantity of Brahmananda could not compare with even a, an atomic portion of the pleasure relished in pure devotional service. You see? That's how much blissful Krishna consciousness is. Tvatsakshat karana hlada vishuddhabdhisthitasyame sukhani goshpada ayante brahmanya pijagat guru. Where is this from? Haribhakti Sudhodaya. My dear Lord, O Master of the Universe, since I have directly seen you, my transcendental bliss has taken the shape of a great ocean. Being situated in that ocean, I now realize all other so-called happiness to be like the water contained in the hoofprint of a calf, compared to the ocean of bliss of devotional service. So, these are graphical um, comparisons. Purport, the transcendental bliss enjoyed in pure devotional service is like an ocean, whereas material happiness and even the happiness to be derived from the realization of impersonal Brahman are just like the water in the hoofprint of a calf. This is a verse from the Hari Bhakti Sudhodaya 14.36. Just a couple of verses here before we proceed further. Rupa Goswami says, Tunde tanda viniratim vitanute Krishneti 
I do not know how much nectar the two syllables Krishna have produced. When the holy name of Krishna is chanted, it appears to dance within the mouth. We then desire many, many mouths. When that name enters the holes of the ears, we desire many millions of ears. And when the holy name dances in the courtyard of the heart, it conquers the activities of the mind and therefore all the senses become inert. This verse is included in the, included in the Vidagdha Madhava 1.15, a seven-act play written by Srila Rupa Goswami describing the pastimes of Sri Krishna in Vrindavan. So Vidagdha Madhava, Vidagdha Madhava is the uh, drama written by Rupa Goswami describing pastimes of Krishna in Vrindavan and Lalita Madhava, also composed by him, is a drama describing his pastimes, Krishna's pastimes in Dwarka. Vidagdha Madhava and Lalita Madhava. So, just a second here. Okay. There is another verse uh, spoken by Prithu Maharaj. I think it is this. Not sure. Yeah, this is the one, 4.20.24 of Srimad Bhagavatam. Prithu Maharaj is saying, Nakamayenatha tadapyaham kvachin Nayatrayushma charanam bujasavaha Mahattamantar hridayan mukachuto Vidhatsva karnayutam eshamevaraha Karnayutam, in the last line you see, Karnayutam means, I want millions of years. Ayutam means, Tens of millions, like hundreds of crores or something like this. My dear Lord, I therefore do not wish to have the benediction of merging into your existence, which is what the Mayavadis want. A benediction in which there is no existence of the nectarian beverage of your lotus feet. I want the benediction of at least one million years. Not Y-E-A-R-S, E-A-R-S. For thus, I may be able to hear about the glories of your lotus feet from the mouths of your pure devotees. He wants one million years. That is how relishable Krishna consciousness is. So we'll go back. Okay. 7.99 Prabhuram Prabhurmishta Vakya Shuni Sanyasiragan Chitta Firigeloke Kohe Madhuravachan. After hearing Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, all the Mayavadi sannyasis were moved, their minds changed, and thus they spoke with pleasing words. Madhuravachan. Purport The Mayavadi sannyasis met Chaitanya Mahaprabhu at Varanasi to criticize the Lord regarding his participation in the Sankirtan movement which they did not like. This demonic nature of opposition to the Sankirtan movement perpetually exists. As it existed in the time of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, similarly it existed long before that, even in the time of Prahlad Maharaj. He used to chant in Sankirtan, although his father did not like it. 
and that was the reason for the misunderstanding between the father and son <clears throat> the whole big uh, dis- i mean uh, disagreement between hiranyakashipu and prahlad maharaj was just that prahlad maharaj chanted hari krishna and his father did not like it that's it nothing more than that but it took the shape of such a big misunderstanding and that was the reason for the misunderstanding between the father and the son in the bhagavad gita 7.15 the lord says namam duskriti no mudhah prapadyante naradhamah maya yapahrita jnana asuram bhavam ashritah those miscreants who are grossly grossly foolish who are lowest among mankind whose knowledge is stolen by illusion and who partake of the atheistic nature of demons do not surrender unto me the mayavadi sanyasis are asuram bhavam ashritah which means that they have taken the path of the asuras or demons who do not believe in the existence of the form of the lord the mayavadis say that the ultimate source of everything is impersonal and in this way they deny the existence of god saying that there is no god is direct denial of god and saying that god exists but has no head legs or hands and cannot speak hear or eat is a negative way of denying his existence a person who cannot see is called blind one who cannot walk is called lame one who has no hands is called helpless one who cannot speak is called dumb and one who cannot hear is called deaf the mayavadi's proposition that god has no legs no ears no eyes no hands is an indirect way of insulting him by defining him as blind deaf dumb lame helpless etc and this is how demons would describe when somebody is envious of somebody they will use these kind of words oh you are a dumb fellow you're a lame rascal something like this so it is basically it's not any different from that so therefore although they present themselves as great vedantists they are factually mayaya pahrata gyana in other words they they seem to be very learned scholars but the essence of their knowledge has been taken away by maya impersonalist mayavadis always try to defy vaishnavas because vaishnavas accept supreme personality as supreme cause and want to serve him talk with him and see him just as the lord is also eager to see his devotees and talk eat and dance with them these personal exchanges of love do not appeal to the mayavadi sanyasis therefore the original purpose of the mayavadi sanyasis of banaras in meeting chaitanya mahaprabhu was to defeat his personal conception of god shri chaitanya mahaprabhu however as a preacher turned the minds of the mayavadi sanyasis they were melted by the sweet words of shri chaitanya mahaprabhu and thus became friendly and spoke to him also in sweet words similarly all preachers will have to meet opponents but they should not make them more inimical they are already enemies and if we talk with them harshly or impolitely their enmity will merely increase we should therefore follow in the footsteps of lord chaitanya mahaprabhu as far as possible and try to convince the opposition by quoting from the shastras and presenting the conclusion of the acharyas it is in this way that we should try to defeat all the enemies of the lord very important point here <laughs> we should not make them more inimical by speaking harshly with them we should speak sweetly but of course <laughs> there is also the um injunction that you know truth must be spoken even if the truth itself is is found to be harsh and sometimes especially when they argue when we have experience of shri prabhupada as well of 
course he spoke very um, gently with the americans and you know he philosophically uh, convinced them but with especially if you if you notice actually prabhupada's lectures in india indians don't have this um, i mean not everybody but many people in india they think at least i mean those who are little bit they know sanskrit or little bit they know some shlokas of the bhagavad gita they know already the they think that they're already big pandits and they will argue and uh, try to uh, be little so in those instances shri prabhupada definitely raised his voice so we have to um, be very um, careful one second we have to be very careful uh, how we preach of course we sh- the argument is not the first thing we should do in fact it is the last resort um, but you know sometimes when they offend the lord it is not that we politely you know uh, simply you know just take it no so of course we should convince them gently that should be always the the first move and as much as possible even you see um, krishna he tried his level best to negotiate with the kauravas every endeavor was uh, made to avert the war only when there is absolutely when there was no other recourse then war was the consideration so it, war is not um out of the question it is a policy to be undertaken when um, there is opposition but only as a la- last resort of course in our case it's not a big war that we are doing our war is just argument and we have to defeat in other places shri prabhupada said we should defeat of course here also we, he says we have to defeat but with philosophy with arguments with shastra quotations hmm. of course if the, if the other person does not want to hear then what to do sometimes voice will raise him should therefore follow in the footsteps of lord sri chaitanya mahaprabhu and try to convince the opposition by quoting from the shastras and presenting the conclusion of the acharyas it is in this way that we should try to defeat all the enemies of the lord je kichu kahile tumi sab satya hoy krishna prema she paaye jar bhagyo daaye dear sri chaitanya mahaprabhu what you have said is all true only one who is favored by fortune attains love of godhead purport one who is actually very fortunate can begin krishna consciousness as stated by chaitanya mahaprabhu to shri rupa goswami ब्रह्मांड भ्रमिते को भाग्यवान जीव गुरु कृष्ण प्रसाद पाए भक्ति लता बीज मध्य देर आर मिलियंस ऑफ लिविंग एंटिटीज हुव बिकम कंडीशन बाय द लॉज ऑफ मेटीरियल नेचर एंड दे आर वॉन्ड्रिंग थ्रू आउट द प्लानेटरी सिस्टम्स ऑफ दिस यूनिवर्स इन डिफरेंट बॉडली फॉर्म्स अमंग दैम वन हु इज फॉर्चुनेट मीट्स अ बॉर्नफाइड स्पिरिचुअल मास्टर बाय द ग्रेस ऑफ कृष्ण एंड comes to understand the meaning of devotional service by discharging devotional service under the direction of the bonafide spiritual master or acharya he develops love of godhead one whose love of godhead krishna prema is awakened and who thus becomes a devotee of the inconceivable supreme personality of godhead is to be considered extremely fortunate the mayavadi sanyasis admitted this fact to shri chaitanya mahaprabhu it is not easy for one to become a krishna conscious person but 
by the mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, it can be possible as will be proven in the course of this narration. Krishna Bhakti Koro Ihai Sabara Santosh Vedanta Nasuna Kena Taraki Badosh Now, still, <laughs> their understanding was not completely clear yet. See, dear sir, there is no objection to your being a great devotee of Lord Krishna. Everyone is satisfied with this. But why do you avoid discussion on the Vedanta Sutra? What is the fault in it? Purport. <clears throat> so, this is something which people think that the bhakti followers, especially Krishna bhakti, bhakti means to Krishna, not this demigods. So they think that Krishna bhaktas are not very conversant with philosophy as much as the Mayavadis are. But Veda, Veda is to survive Rahameva Vedya. Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says, the purpose of reading Vedanta is to understand me. So a devotee understands, so actually he does understand the Vedanta philosophy very well. Uh, just by being a devotee hmm. and not only he understands he is already executing like sambandha means understanding abhidheya means he is already executing on that understanding he is already engaging in devotional service he is way ahead of these mayavadis who haven't even proper uh, attainment of sambandha whereas a devotee is already in abhidheya or even prayojana <coughs> purport Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur comments on this connection. Mayavadi sannyasis accept that the commentary of Sri Shankaracharya known as Sharirak Bhashya gives the real meaning of the Vedanta Sutra. They, they consider like that. Um, in other words, Mayavadi sannyasis accept the meanings expressed in the explanations of the Vedanta Sutra by Shankaracharya which are based on monism or impersonalism. Thus, they explain the Vedanta Sutra, the Upanishads and all such Vedic literatures in their own impersonal way. Unquote. The great Mayavadi Sanyasi Sadananda Yogindra has written a book called, uh, book known as Vedanta Sar, in which he writes, Vedanto Nama Upanishad Pramanam Tad Upakarini Upakarini Shariraka Sutra Dinicha. According to Sadananda Yogindra, the Vedanta Sutra and Upanishads, as presented by Sri Shankaracharya in his Shariraka Bhashya commentary, are the only sources of Vedic evidence. Actually, however, Vedanta refers to the essence of Vedic knowledge. And it is not a fact that there is nothing more than Shankaracharya's Shariraka Bhashya. There are other Vedanta commentaries written by Vaishnava Acharyas, none of whom follow Sri Shankaracharya or accept the imaginative commentary of his school. <coughs> Their commentaries are based on the philosophy of duality. Monist philosophers, duality means not the material duality, but the duality between the individual soul and the supreme soul. There are two persons, it's not one. Material duality of cold and hot and you know tall and short, fat and thin, this is different duality. We are talking about this duality of Vaishnava Acharya philosophy means the separation or the eternal uh, existence of Krishna and uh, his parts and parcels like us natvevaham jatunasam natvam neme janadhipaha nachaivana bhavishyama sarve vayamatah param Bhagavad Gita 2.12 
so we will always exist continue to exist as mamai vamsu jeevaloke jeevabhuta sanatana ha eternally parts and parcels never become one with the lord so this is the follower vaishnava um, uh, philosophy of duality monist philosophers like shankaracharya and his followers want to establish that god and the living entity are one and instead of worshiping the supreme personality of godhead they present themselves as god they want to be worshiped as god by others such persons do not accept the philosophies of the vaishnava acharyas which are known as shuddha dvaita purified monism shuddha dvaita purified dualism shuddha dvaita means shuddha advaita shuddha dvaita means purified dualism purified monism means um, not the contaminated monism of the mayavadis but the purified monism which is in quality we are one or purified dualism you can call it either way like purified dualism uh, we are always separate hmm. by quantity vishishta advaita specific monism so vishishta advaita vishishta advaita so this is also advaita but vishishta specific or qualified uh, advaita monism dvaita advaita monism and dualism and achinta bheda bheda inconceivable oneness and difference actually there are only different ways of saying the same thing actually see mm, inconceivable oneness and difference mayavadis do not discuss these philosophies being firmly convinced of their own philosophy of kevala advaita kevala advaita means exclusive monism this is the shankaracharya's philosophy so shuddha advaita shuddha advaita vishishta advaita and dvaita advaita and that was a little bit um, packaged in a different way by shri chaitanya mahaprabhu and he said achinta bheda bheda so now being firmly convinced of their own philosophy of kevala advaita exclusive monism accepting this philosophy this system of philosophy as the pure understanding of vedanta sutra they believe that krishna has a body made of material elements and that the activities of loving service to krishna are sentimentality okay. they think it is nothing more than sentiment it's not based on absolute knowledge so they are known as mayavadis because according to their opinion krishna has a body made of maya and the loving service of the lord executed by devotees is also maya they consider such devotional service to be an aspect of fruitive activities karmakanda they think bhakti is like a karmakanda and they are above that gyanakanda they think like that like because in karmakanda there is worship of the demigods they count krishna also as one of such worship so it is among karmakanda rituals that's how they uh, classify but this is not the case actually they consider such devotional service to be an aspect of fruitive activities karmakanda according to their view bhakti consists of mental speculation or sometimes meditation this is the difference between mayavadi and vaishnava philosophies etashone hasi prabhu bhalilavachan dukha namanah jadi korini vedan after hearing the mayavadi sanyasis speak in that way lord chaitanya mahaprabhu smiled slightly and said my dear sirs if you don't mind i can say something to you regarding vedanta philosophy now starts <laughs> complete smashing purport the mayavadi sanyasis appreciating lord chaitanya mahaprabhu inquired from him why he did not discuss vedanta philosophy actually however the entire system of vaishnava activities is based on vedanta philosophy vaishnavas do not neglect vedanta but they do not care to understand vedanta on the basis of the sharira ka bhashya commentary 
Therefore, to clarify the situation, Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, with the permission of the Mayavadi sannyasis, wanted to speak regarding Vedanta philosophy. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had no business asking any permission from anyone. In fact, he, as super soul, gives permission or sanction to everyone about, I mean, regarding how they want to act. If without his permission, nobody can ask. Nobody can even, not a blade of grass moves without his permission. And he is taking permission from the Maya. This is just etiquette. How powerful one may be, uh, one should follow the etiquette of, um, you know, gentleman behavior. Therefore, to clarify the situation, Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, with the permission of the Mayavadi sannyasis, wanted to speak regarding Vedanta philosophy. The Vaishnavas are by far the greatest philosophers in the world, and the greatest among them was Srila Jiva Goswami Prabhu. You see that? Vaishnavas are the greatest philosophers, and the greatest among all the Vaishnava philosophers was Srila Jiva Goswami Prabhu. You know, <laughs> Ramanujacharya, Madhvacharya, you know how extensively they wrote. But still, Prabhupada is saying here, Srila Jiva Goswami Prabhu is the greatest among all Vaishnava philosophers. Because his writings are on, the, on a level which is impossible for even the demigods to defeat. You know, the greatest rishis in the universe cannot defeat this philosopher, Jiva Goswami's philosophers. Of course, Ramanujacharya is also. But the extent of writing that Jiva Goswami has done, it's just mind-boggling. He wrote as much as Vyasadev. And... And that too, he he wrote philosophies. He wrote as much as Vyasadev, but Vyasadev wrote all kinds of literature, Karma Kanda, Jnana Kanda, and pure bhakti only Srimad Bhagavatam. Whereas Srila Jiva Goswami wrote as much as the volume of Vyasadev, but fully Krishna consciousness. This is unheard of in the history of the universe. The amount of writing that was done on earth, at least. Of course, we understand that uh, in the planet, on the planet of Lord Brahma, Ramayana um, is expanded. It's not 25,000 verses like on earth. One billion verses, one billion, just Ramayana alone. So, of course, there is so much more um, Vedic material uh, in other planets. But as, at least on earth, it's unimaginable what Jiva Goswami has done. So, the Vaishnavas are by far the greatest philosophers in the world and the greatest among them was Srila Jiva Goswami Prabhu whose philosophy was again presented less than 400 years later by Srila Bhaktisiddhanda Saraswati Thakur Maharaj. So it seems like Bhaktisiddhanda Saraswati Thakur wrote a commentary on the Shatsandarbha looks like. Um, I'm not very sure about this but I am thinking that this is the case. Presented by Bhaktisiddhanda Saraswati Thakur means I think it was presented as a as a um, purpose on that. Therefore, we must, one must uh, know very well that Vaishnava philosophers are not sentimentalists or cheap devotees like the Sahajiyas. So, this is the uh, point. Jiva Goswami, um, I mean, he was even greater than Sarvaham Bhattacharya. <laughs> so, it's unimaginable. So, Vaishnavas are not simply fools. So, in the, through the display of the activities of the six Goswamis, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has highlighted different aspects of Vaishnava behavior. Like Raghunath Das Goswami, he showed the austerities, how austere, how serious a devotee is in practicing his sadhana and the renunciation that Raghunath Das Goswami uh, presented. And with Raghunath Bhatta Goswami, uh, he was uh, very, very humble. Of course, all, all were humble. 
but at least he was not much in the limelight raghunath bhatt goswami and he used to be you know um, reciting the bhagavatam and other you know books in you know different different tunes and used to explain like that beautiful in fact all the goswamis used to come and listen to him and rupa goswami wrote a lot of books sanatan goswami wrote a lot of books and uh, jeeva goswami of course expanded upon that even you know to a very very great extent so in this way even gopal bhatt goswami in fact wrote and excavated the um, holy places uh, of pilgrimage in the district of vrindavan so he he showed how and haridas thakur always chanted the holy name so by different devotees he was showing the excellence of different practices of krishna consciousness same just like uh, that verse arche uh, what is it not arche is um what is it abhavat parikshit shravane abhavat parikshit tad vayasakir kirtane let's take out that verse so all these devotees they exemplified one of the nine limbs of devotional service um ಸ್ವಾಮಿ ಸ್ಟೇಟ್ಸ್ ಶ್ರೀ ವಿಷ್ಣು ಶ್ರವಣೆ ಪರೀಕ್ಷಿತ ವೈಯಾಸಕಿ ಕೀರ್ತನೆ ಪ್ರಹ್ಲಾದ ಸ್ಮರಣೆ ತದಂಗ್ರಿ ಭಜನೆ ಲಕ್ಷ್ಮೀ ಪೃಥು ಪೂಜನೆ ಅಕ್ರೂರಸ್ತ್ವಿವಂದನೆ ಕಪಿಪತಿರ್ ದಾಸ್ಯೇಥ ಸಖ್ಯರ್ಜುನ ಸರ್ವಸ್ವಾತ್ಮನಿವೇದನೆ ಬಲಿರಭೂತ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣಾಪ್ತಿರೇಷಾಂ ಪರಂ Parishit Maharaj attained salvation simply by hearing and Shukadeva Goswami attained salvation simply by chanting. So you see, each of these devotees exemplified one of the nine limbs of devotional service. Either six Goswamis and other devotees like Haridas Thakur and others, they also exemplified such uh, things, such aspects of Vaishnava life or even Sarukham Bhattacharya for that matter or even uh, Govinda Das and uh, who is that? Uh, Ramananda Rai. all of them parishit maharaj attained salvation simply by hearing shukadev goswami attained salvation simply by chanting prahlad maharaj attained salvation by remembering the lord the goddess of fortune lakshmi devi attained perfection by worshiping the lord's lotus feet prithu maharaj attained salvation by worshiping the deity of the lord akrura attained salvation by offering prayers hanuman by rendering service arjuna by establishing friendship with the lord and bali maharaj by offering everything to the service of the lord all these great devotees served the lord according to a particular process but every one of them attained salvation and became eligible to return home back to god had this is explained in the shrimad bhagavatam so continuing in the purport here 7.102 in adilila chaitanya charitamrita therefore one must know very well that vaishnava philosophers are not sentimentalists or cheap devotees like the sahajiyas sahajiyas is a class of so called devotees who don't know any philosophies they take everything very cheaply they don't really understand so we should not be sahajiya if we are a vaishnav we should know what we are doing and if we just follow the rules and regulations and we don't know what we are doing then we will become sahajiyas we will not be firmly situated that's why we must read shri prabhupad's books every single day um, all the vaishnav acharyas were vastly learned scholars who understood vedanta philosophy fully for unless one knows vedanta philosophy he cannot be an acharya to be accepted as an acharya among indian transcendentalists 
who follow the vedic principles one must become a vastly learned scholar in vedanta philosophy either by studying it or hearing it bhakti develops in pursuance of vedanta philosophy this is stated in shrimad bhagavatam 1.2.12 tachraddhana munayo jnana vairagya yuktaya pashyanti atmani chatmanam bhaktya shrutagrihitaya the words bhaktya shrutagrihitaya in this verse are very important for they indicate that bhakti must be based upon the philosophy of the upanishads and vedanta sutra shri rupa goswami said shruti smriti purana adi pancharat pancharatra vidhim vina aikantiki harer bhaktir utpata yaiva kalpate devotional service performed without reference to the vedas puranas pancharatras etc must be considered sentimentalism you see this if i say something which is not backed up by these authorized vedic literatures is considered sentimentalism it's not on the pure vaishnava platform so we cannot just make up things you know and talk some nonsense there are different grades of vaishnavas kanishtha adhikari madhyama adhikari and uttama adhikari but to be a madhyama adhikari preacher one must be a learned scholar in the vedanta sutra and other vedic literatures because when bhakti yoga develops on the basis of vedanta philosophy it is factual and steady otherwise it's unsteady so if we have to come to nishtha platform which is the minimum platform for the second class devotee then he has to uh, base his bhakti yoga on the vedanta philosophy nothing should be done without his control or without the guidance of vedanta in this connection we may quote the translation and purport of the verse mentioned above 1.2.12 translation the seriously inquisitive student or sage well equipped with knowledge and detachment realizes that absolute truth by rendering devotional service in terms of what he has heard from the vedanta shruti purport so he is actually giving purport on this verse also the absolute truth is realized in full by the process of devotional service to the lord vasudev or the personality of godhead who is the full fledged absolute truth brahman is his transcendental bodily effulgence and paramatma is his partial representation as such brahman or paramatma realization of the absolute truth is but a partial realization there are four different types of human beings the karmis the gyanis the yogis and the devotees bhaktas the karmis are materialistic whereas the other three are transcendental transcendental because they are after the absolute truth in the different features of the absolute truth brahman parmatma bhagavan okay the first class transcendentalists are the devotees who have realized the supreme person the second class transcendentalists are those who have partially realized the plenary portion of the absolute person and the third class transcendentalists are those who have barely realized the spiritual focus of the absolute person now when we say the first second third class don't mistake it um, between kanishta madhyama and uttama adhikari no kanishta madhyama uttama is among the devotees all already the first class among the three among them also there is further subdivision of first second third so even a kanishta adhikari is better than a ordinary yogi who is after paramatma or ordinary gyani who is after the brahman so kanishta adhikari is also higher than him but is not very high because he is not very steady in his understanding so one has to come at least to the madhyama level in the devotional hmm, uh, you know in bhakti and then it will be more steady then he will not fall down steady means 
one will not fall down from that position unsteady means he will fall down so third class devotee can fall down second class devotee cannot fall down and a first class devotee of course there is no chance of falling down so continuing on and the third class transcendentalists are those who have barely realized the spiritual focus of the absolute person these are the impersonalists as stated in the bhagavad gita and other vedic literatures the supreme person is realized by devotional service which is backed by full knowledge and detachment from material association we have already discussed the point that devotional service is followed by knowledge and detachment from material association as brahman and paramatma realization are imperfect realizations of the absolute truth so the means of realizing brahman and paramatma that is the paths of jnana and yoga are also imperfect means of realizing the absolute truth you see the brahman and paramatma are imperfect realizations and the process by which these realizations are achieved are also imperfect therefore devotional service which is based on the four ground of full knowledge combined with detachment from material association and which is fixed by dint of the oral reception of the vedanta shruti that means by hearing oral reception means nothing but hearing oral means by the ear um devotional service based on the um combined with knowledge and detachment from material association which is fixed by dint of the oral reception of vedanta shruti is the only perfect method by which the seriously inquisitive student can realize the absolute truth devotional service is not therefore meant for the less intelligent class of transcendentalists so in other words the vedanta i mean the so called mayavadis they think they are very intelligent because they are studying the vedanta sutra but they are not actually very intelligent is for the less intelligent class because they are third class transcendentalists um so there are three classes of devotees namely first second and third so this is within the first class among the three classes of impersonalists yogis and devotees among devotees first second third the third class devotees or the neophytes who have no knowledge and are not detached from material association but who are simply attracted by the preliminary process of worshiping the deity in the temple are called material devotees material devotees or prakrita bhakta the actual sanskrit word is prakrita bhakta or bhakta praya material devotees are more attached to material benefit than transcendental profit therefore one has to make definite progress from the position of material devotional service to the second class devotional position in the second class position the devotee can see four principles in the devotional line namely the personality of godhead his devotees the ignorant and the envious one has to raise himself at least to the stage of a second class devotee and thus become eligible to know the absolute truth you know <clears throat> one has raised himself at least second class so probably how much stressing to come to the second class platform and thus become eligible to know the absolute truth now krishna says in bhagavad gita janma karma chame divyam evam yo vetti tatvatah one has to know me in truth and this knowing to eligible to know the absolute truth we have to come to second class platform hmm so we have to go to the guru and then you know train under him a third class devotee therefore has to receive the instructions of devotional service from the authoritative sources of bhagavata the number one bhagavat is the established personality of devotee and the other bhagavat is the message of godhead so two bhagavat one is the person bhagavat one is the book bhagavat so he has to take shelter of both nityam bhagavat sevaya 
and in today's uh, class in the morning shrimad bhagavatam class his grace nagopal prabhu was uh, showing the part where we should not just officially worship the devotees uh, hari krishna prabhu that's it we have to actually feelingly render service to the spiritual master and those who are serving the spiritual master we have to consider ourselves dasa dasanu dasa there is and speaking about dasa dasanu dasa i just want to <laughs> let me divert here i found a very nice verse this is spoken by vritasura beautiful verse and his statements combined with chivalry and humility is just like amazing but So this is Vritasura in his conversation with Indra, six eleven twenty four. Aham hare tava padai kamula dasanu daso bhavitasmi bhuya manasmare ta supater gunamste grini tava karma karotu kaya. Beautiful verse. He is praying that now I am going to die because he was going to die. In fact, he told Indra how to kill him. He said the, that that vajra which you have, the lightning, it is a weapon given to you by Vishnu, so it will definitely work. Because all attempts failed to kill Vritasura. He was actually, although devotee by the curse of Parvati, he was Chitraketu before. By the curse of Parvati, he became a demon, but he did not forget his devotion. And he, in fact, was cooling Indra. Indra was holding the vajra in his hand, and he was just standing because he was stunned at the at the strength and at the dexterity at which Vritasura was fighting. no him no demigod could match him so then he was holding the vajra and then he was like um doubtful whether this vajra also will kill him or not but then vritasura being a devotee of vishnu he said indra why do you hesitate you are holding the weapon that was given to you by lord vishnu it will definitely work he had more faith in the vajra than indra himself that shows how vritasura was way above in his faith in lord vishnu than indra so although he was like it was very very beautiful exchange in fact we should maybe one day do a whole series on vritasura's prayers and his conversation between indra and him so here this is one of the verses it says oh my lord o supreme personality of godhead may i again be um able to be a servant of your eternal servants see may i again be able to be a servant of your eternal servants dasa das dasanu daso bhavitasmi bhuya who find shelter only at your lotus feet tava padaika mula dasanu daso bhavitasmi bhuya oh lord of my life may i again become their servant so that my mind may always think of your transcendental attributes my my, my words always glorify those attributes and my body always engage in the loving service of your lordship see dasa dasa so dasa dasanu daso by chaitanya mahaprabhu by king kulashekhar bhritya bhritya भृत्यस भृत्य वृत्य भृत्य परिचारक भृत्य 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 मां स्मरलोकनाथ सो सेवन टाइम्स ही मोर एंथुजिया सो द सेम पॉइंट दास दासानुदास सो एंड आई मीन जस्ट सिंस वी आर हियर जस्ट गो टू द नेक्स्ट वर्स इज वेल सॉरी This is also similar to King Kulashekar's prayers and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's prayers. Nanaka prishtam 
न च पारमेष्ठ्यम न सार्वभौम नरसाधिपत्यम न योग सिद्धिरपुनर्भव समंजसत्वाहय्यकांक्षे ओ मै लॉर्ड सोर्स ऑफ ऑल ऑपर्चुनिटीज ऑल ऑपर्चुनिटीज वेदर यू वॉन्ट मेटीरियल बेनेडिक्शंस वेदर यू वॉन्ट इंपर्सनल वेदर यू वॉन्ट बिकम योगी और वेदर यू वॉन्ट भक्त एवरी ऑपर्चुनिटी ही इज द सोर्स ही इज द वन हु गिव्स ऑल दिस बेनेडिक्शंस आई डू नॉट डिजायर टू एन्जॉय इन थ्रुवलोका द हेवनली प्लैनेट्स ऑल द प्लैनेट वेयर लॉर्ड ब्रह्मा रिजाइड्स आई डोट हेवनली प्लैनेट्स नॉट वे वॉन्ट टू बी द सुप्रीम रूलर ऑफ ऑल अर्थली प्लैनेट्स ऑल द लोअर प्लैनेटरी सिस्टम्स नो आई डू नॉट डिजायर टू बी द मास्टर ऑफ द पावर्स ऑफ मिस्टिक योगा नो Not I want liberation if I have to give up your lotus feet. See, beautiful prayers. I mean, it's just uh, next level humility. I mean, if you see the whole conversation, he's chivalrous. At the same time, he's humble. So it's very beautiful combination. So anyway, um, I just um, came upon that. The number one Bhagavat is the established personality of devotee, and the other Bhagavat is the message of God. The third class devotee therefore has to go to the personality of devotee in order to learn the instructions of devotional service. Bhagavat Parigya Bhagavat Sthane. Such a personality of devotee is not a professional man who earns his livelihood by the business of the Bhagavatam. Such a devotee must be a representative of Shukadeva Goswami, like Sudha Goswami, and must preach the cult of devotional service for the all-round benefit of all people. A new fire devotee has very little taste for hearing from the authorities. Such a new fire devotee makes a show of hearing from the professional man to satisfy his senses. This sort of hearing and chanting has spoiled the whole thing, so one should be very careful about the faulty process. The holy messages of Godhead as inculcated in the Bhagavad Gita or in Shrimad Bhagavatam are undoubtedly transcendental subjects. But even though they are so, such transcendental matters are not to be received from the professional man. who spoils them as the serpent spoils milk simply by the touch of his tongue avaishnam mukhodgirnam putam harikathamritam shravanam naiva kartavyam sarpochishtam yathapaya padmapurana just like snake if it touches the milk the milk you cannot say oh milk is nutritious why what and how does it matter whether sir, the snake touched it or not no 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 it is poison similarly A devotee, a sincere devotee, must therefore be prepared to hear the Vedic literature, like the Upanishads, Vedanta Sutra, and other literatures left by the previous authorities or Goswamis, for the benefit of his progress. Without hearing such literatures, one cannot make actual progress. Important point: without hearing such literatures, one cannot make actual progress. And without hearing and following the instructions, the show of devotional service becomes. worthless and therefore a sort of disturbance in the path of devotional service because everybody would follow such show and then they think oh it is all easy okay okay i don't know no i can also be as great a devotee as you know big big pure devotees and when they're not at all in the standard you know and saying that oh i'm directly talking with krishna now what nonsense is this you know what kind of sta- status is uh, when a devotee can talk to krishna simply making some show It's rubbish we cannot be this is a disturbance it causes disturbance in the among the devotees so we should we should not propagate such nonsense uh, we should always know that we cannot go to krishna without the mercy of the guru and the parampara hmm. 
and you know the the symptoms of a person who has actually received such a position who, who can talk to krishna directly is only people on the level of shri prabhupada uttamadhikari yes they can we cannot okay we have to come to the uttamadhikari standard yes ha ah, then you can say that you are talking to krishna but <laughs> but thing is uh, uttamadhikari will never say oh yesterday i talked to krishna krishna told me this no 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 he doesn't do this nonsense he does not make it cheap and he does not discuss this with all the you know every, you know every third class devotee chaitan mahaprabhu discussed confidential subjects with only his very close intimate circle of devotees not everybody with everybody just chanting and dancing prasadam like that okay unless therefore devotional service is established on the principles of shruti smriti purana and pancharatra authorities the make show of devotional service should at once be rejected an unauthorized devotee should never be recognized as a pure devotee important point in iskon today they are recognizing unauthorized devotees as a pure devotee oh this is guru guru means what mahabhagavat shreshtha you should be in the topmost level of devotion first class otherwise you cannot become guru sorry you have to be qualified in that respect and one can only become mahabhagavat if he follows his guru's orders if he disobeys the guru's order he can never become a mahabhagavat forget it so an unauthorized devotee should never be recognized as a pure devotee by assimilation of such messages from the vedic literatures one can see the all pervading localized aspect of the personality of godhead within his own self constantly this is called samadhi so by assimilation of all the vedic literatures localized aspect means the parmatma you should understand that you know parmatma is everywhere in every single living entity so a person pure devotee can see all this yo maam pashyati sarvatra sarvam cha mai pashyati ishopanishad also says that in the verses 6 uh, and 7 so these things are there ईहा शुनि बोले सर्वसन्यासी हिरगण तोमा के देखिए जो इच्छे साक्षात नारायण हियरिंग दिस द मायावादी सन्यासीज बिकेम समवट हंबल एंड एड्रेस्ड चेतन महाप्रभु एज नारायण हिमसेल्फ हु दे ऑल एग्रीड ही वाज नाउ दिस कॉलिंग हिम एज नारायण वाज नॉट रियली प्योर डिवोशनल सर्विस येट बिकॉज़ दे एड्रेस एवरीबॉडी एज नारायण हुएवर इज टेकन सन्यास इज नारायण लिबरेटेड इट्स नॉट ट्रू दिस मायावाद purport mayavadi sanyasi is addressed each other as narayan whenever they see another sanyasi they offer him respect by calling om namo narayanaya i offer my respect unto you narayan although they know perfectly well what kind of narayan he is <laughs> narayan has four hands but although they are puffed up with the idea of being narayan they cannot exhibit more than two <laughs> and there was one who tried to show four hands pounderka <laughs> in krishna's um you know past times he was there pounderka who came to challenge krishna oh i am real narayan then oh this is krishna saw him wow good costume by the way then um, okay let's prove it who is real narayan started fighting the throwing arrows and everything and then krishna summoned his sudarshan chakra and released but pounderka sudarshan chakra did not come out of his hand because it was a costume with a costume he was so confident you know to <laughs> so he was stuck at his hand his finger and then this sudarshan chakra came and killed him so this was the so called narayan and his mayavadis are also like this they call narayan narayan 
Prabhupada saying, although they know perfectly well what kind of Narayan he is. Narayan has four hands, but although they are puffed up with the idea of being Narayan, they cannot exhibit more than two. <laughs> since, since their philosophy declares that Narayan and an ordinary human being are on the same level, they sometimes use the term Dharidra Narayan. This was started by Vivekananda. Mayavadi person. Poor Narayan. Dharidra Narayan means poor Narayan. Which was invented by a so-called Swami who did not know anything about Vedanta philosophy. This is Vivekananda. You know. Therefore, although all these Mayavadi sannyasis who called themselves Narayan were actually unaware of the position of Narayan, due to their austerities, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu enabled them to understand him to be Narayan himself. See, this is mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He instilled in them the understanding that he was Narayan. Lord Chaitanya is certainly the Supreme Personality of Godhead Narayan, appearing as a devotee of Narayan. And thus the Mayavadi sannyasis, understanding that he was directly Narayan himself, whereas they were false, puffed up Narayan and spoke to him as follows. <laughs> Dear Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they said, To tell you the truth, we are greatly pleased to hear your words and furthermore, your bodily features are so pleasing that we feel extraordinary satisfaction in seeing you. Now, bodily features, why would they be attracted by bodily features? Because they have already given up such, you know, dhana, jana, sundari and all this. Mayavadis also, they have given up all these, you know, uh, association of beautiful women and their bodies. These would, you know, uh, bewilder ordinary people. But Mayavadis have learned how to, you know, stay away from that. Now, why are they attracted to bodily features? That means his body is Sachidananda Vigraha, not ordinary body. Hmm. So, <clears throat> in the Shastras it is said, Atha Shri Krishna Namadi, purport. Um, in the Shastras it is said, Atha Shri Krishna Namadi, Nabhavet Grahim Indriyai, Sevon Mukhehi Jihvada Svayamevas Puratyadaha, CC Madhya 17.136. With one's materially contaminated senses, one cannot understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead or His name, form, qualities or paraphernalia. But if one uh, renders devotional service unto Him, the Lord reveals Himself. Bhaktira Samrita Sindhu 1.2.234 Here one can see the effect of the Mayavadi Sannyasis service toward Narayan. Because the Mayavadis offered a little respect to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and because they were pious and actually followed the austere rules and regulations of sannyas, they had some understanding of Vedanta philosophy, and by the grace of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they could appreciate that he was none other than the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is endowed with all six opulences. One of these opulences is his beauty. By his extraordinarily beautiful bodily features, the Mayavadi sannyasis recognized Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as Narayan himself. He was not a farcical Narayan, like the Daridra Narayans invented by so-called sannyasis. So this was real so Narayan, you see. Tumara Prabhaveshabar Anandithaman Kabhuva Sangatanahe Tumara Vachan Dear Sir, by your influence our minds are greatly satisfied and we believe that your words will never be unreasonable. Therefore you may speak on the Vedanta Sutra. So they liked his speech. Very important thing here, <clears throat> although Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was preaching to the Mayavadis, he asked us to stay away from Mayavadis. 
and uh, because they can easily be bewildered if we see chaitanya mahaprabhu went there and he preached but if you are not this strong then we will be preached to by them and they are very clever at you know manipulating the philosophy um so they will try to undermine so and then we may be convinced and then we may fall down that's why mayavad bhashya shunile hoy sarvanar if we hear their philosophy now of course chaitanya mahaprabhu heard sarvamadacharya's philosophy but he was very much appalled and he stayed there to convince him of the bhakti path but we should not consider ourselves as powerful as chaitanya mahaprabhu just like chaitanya mahaprabhu he even delivered animals in the dharkan forest we cannot do that so we cannot imitate so that's why we cannot imitate a great personality we should follow in the footsteps and this is explained in this verse in the Ch- uh, shrimad bhagavatam नैतत्सचरे जातु मनसा ह्यनीश्वर विनश्यचरन्मौ्याद्रोधिज विषम श्रीमद्भागत टेन डॉट थर्टी थ्री डॉट थर्टी वन हू इज नॉट अ ग्रेट कंट्रोलर शुड नेवर इमिटेट द बिहेवियर ऑफ रूलिंग पर्सनैलिटीज इवन मेन्टली इफ आउट ऑफ फूलिशनेस एंड ऑर्डनरी पर्सन डज इमिटेट सच बिहेवियर ही विल सिंपली डिस्ट्रॉय हिमसेल्फ जस्ट एज अ पर्सन हू इज नॉट रुद्र वु डिस्ट्रॉय हिमसेल्फ इफ यू ट्राई टू ड्रिंक एन ओशन ऑफ पॉइजन Now, next verse also, 10.33.31 Ishwaranam vacha satyam tathaivarchitam tathaivacharitam kvachit Tesham yatsvavacho yuktam buddhimam stathsamacharet The statements of the Lord's empowered servants are always true and the acts they perform are exemplary when consistent with those statements. therefore one whose intelligence should carry out their instructions so we have to be concerned more with the instructions of such great personalities rather than imitating them hmm. of course if the mayavadis come our way we have to present so for that we have to be extremely well qualified in our philosophy that's why we have to come to the second class platform at least yes uh, it is uh, we are i mean obliged to come to the second class platform in order to serve shri chaitanya mahaprabhu by establishing his philosophy as the greatest so we have to know our stuff our philosophy okay purport in this verse the word tumar prabhave your influence are very important unless one is spiritually advanced he cannot influence an audience see that unless one is spiritually advanced he cannot influence an audience bhaktivinod thakur has sung shuddha bhakta charana reno bhajana anukul unless one associates with a pure devotee he one cannot be influenced to understand devotional service bhakta uh, krishna bhakti janma mula hoy sadhu sangha 22.83 of madhya same thing these mayavadi sanyasis were fortunate enough to meet the supreme personality of godhead in the form of a devotee and certainly they were greatly influenced by the lord they knew that since a perfectly advanced spiritualist never says anything false all his words are reasonable and agree with the vedic version a highly realized person never says anything that has no meaning mayavadi philosophers claim to be the supreme personality of godhead and this has no meaning 
But Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu never uttered such nonsense. The Mayavadi sannyasis were convinced about his personality and therefore they wanted to hear the purport of Vedanta philosophy from him. Prabhu kohe Vedanta Sutra Ishvara Vachan Vyasa Rupe Koilo Jahan Sri Narayan <coughs> the Lord said Vedanta philosophy consists of words spoken by the Supreme Personality of Godhead Narayan in the form of Vyasadeva. Now Vyasadeva is an incarnation of Krishna. Now where it is stated, um, let me try to take it out. One, I think Mandri 21. Hmm. So here, Srimad Bhagavatam 1.3.21 Tataha Sapta Dashejataha Satya Vatyam Parasharat Chakre Vedata Rohashakha Drishtva Pumsol Pamedhasaha Thereafter, in the 17th incarnation of Godhead, <coughs> Sri Vyasadeva appeared in the womb of Satyavati by Parashar Muni, and he divided the one Veda into several branches and sub branches, seeing that the people in general were less intelligent. Intelligent means they no need to have a book, they will you know have the memory power. <coughs> but you know, because Kaliuga the memory is so bad, so he has written down for our benefit. He divided the one Veda, he classified, he you know categorized and so that it's easy for us to grasp. So this is so this is a proof that Vyasadeva is an incarnation of Krishna. So it's not just oh another sage. No, it's not. Purport The Vedanta Sutra which consists of aphorisms revealing the method of understanding Vedic knowledge in the concise form of all Vedic knowledge Sorry, the Vedanta Sutra So after the whole Vedas, Upanishads, Puranas and everything He wrote the Vedanta Sutra summarizing everything in short Sutra means Actually there is a definition of Sutra Essential truth spoken in concise language is Sutra Mm. Hmm. Ah, you see the Skanda Puran. This is confirmed by the ways by the words of the Vayu and Skanda Puran, which define a sutra as follows Alpaksharam Asandigdham Saravat Vishvato Mukham sutram sutra vidu. A sutra is a compilation of aphorisms. Aphorisms means brief sentences. You know, that expresses the essence of all knowledge in a minimum of words. Uh, it must be universally applicable and faultless in its linguistic presentation. So this is a sutra. It's an aphorism. Aphorism means like, you know, a very short thing but which has like Janmadhyasayataha. Now, the expansion of that Janmadhyaya Sayataha Sutra, of the Vedanta Sutra, the first one, is there in the Bhagavatam. Janmadhyaya Sayaton Vayadut Itratas Charte Shapigna Swarat Tene Brahma Hridaya Adikavaye Muhyanti Yat Surya Tejo Vari Mridam Yatra Tisargom Rusha Dhamna Svena Sadani Rasta Kohakam Satyam Paramdhi Mahi. So, the expansion of that Sutra is given in the 
and in fact there was one incident where shri bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur gave a lecture on this first verse of bhagavatam for 3 months expanded 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 upon it it's like chaitanya mahaprabhu also expanded the atma rama munayo that verse in 61 different ways to sanatan goswami so you know <laughs> every single word can be like you know see the mayavadis they try to manipulate the grammar and you know understand but actually devotees also do that and chaitanya mahaprabhu explains the atma rama verse and the atma rama verse if you do not know is this verse to the mayavadis i think prakashanand saraswati if i am not wrong but it was again later repeated to sanatan goswami also so now here this is the verse 1710 of shrimad bhagavatam suta uvacha atma ramascha munayo nirgrantha api urukrame kurvanti hai to kim bhaktim mittham bhuta guno harihim Sudhakusami said, all different varieties of Atmaramas, those who take pleasure in the Atma or spirit self, especially those established in the path of self-realization, though freed from all kinds of material bondage, desire to render unalloyed devotional service under the personality of Godhead. This means that the Lord possesses transcendental qualities and therefore can attract any, everyone, including liberated souls. So this is their explanation. But then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, if you see Madhya Lila, 24th chapter, he explains the 61 ways of the atmarama verse and you can see how he explains with full grammatical knowledge of each and every word and how many meanings each and every word has so there chaitanya mahaprabhu finally concludes that you know in every single word and every single verse of the bhagavatam there are unlimited number of meanings so um, like that we can always relish the uh, messages of bhagavad gita and shrimad bhagavatam however much we may read we will always have newer and newer understandings from it hmm. so he just you know um i mean unpacked one verse from shrimad bhagavatam and 18000 verses are there like so just imagine how much knowledge there is even if we read the bhagavatam once we can never say that we have actually read the bhagavatam because there is unlimited knowledge in the bhagavatam you know so going back so reading the purport of 7.106 the vedanta sutra which consists of aphorisms revealing the method of understanding the vedic knowledge is a concise form of all vedic knowledge the vedanta sutra it begins with the word words athato brahma jignasa now is the time to inquire about the absolute truth what means now human life the human form of life is especially meant for this purpose therefore the vedanta sutra very concisely explains the human mission in one line athato brahma jignasa jignasa means to inquire and brahma means spiritual athato means now that you have this body atha ataha brahma jignasa so now that you have human body don't waste time like an animal inquire into the your spiritual existence so in one word so that is vedanta sutra concised you know knowledge The, so this is confirmed by the words of the vayavans kandapuram just now we have read the definition of a sutra alpaksharam asandigdham sarvat sarvat vishvato mukham astobham anavadyam cha sutram sutra vido viduhu a sutra is a compilation of aphorisms that expresses the essence of all knowledge in a minimum of words it must be universally applicable and faultless in its linguistic presentation unquote so anyone familiar with such sutras must be aware of the vedanta sutra which is well known among scholars by the following additional names so the same vedanta sutra is also known as brahma sutra sharirak sutra because of shankaracharya's popularity vyasa sutra 
Badarayana Sutra, Uttaramimamsa, and Vedanta Darshan. Hmm. All are basically names of the same thing, Vedanta Sutra. There are four chapters, Adhyayas, in the Vedanta Sutra, and there are four divisions, Padas, in each chapter. Therefore, the Vedanta Sutra may, may be referred to as Shodashapada or 16 divisions of aphorisms. The theme of each and every division is fully described in terms of five different subject matters, Adhikaranas, which are technic- technically called Pratigna, Hetu, Udaharana, Upanaya and Nigamana. Every theme must necessarily be explained with reference to Pratigna or a solemn declaration of the purpose of the treatise. This is very technical on how um, you know, spiritual subject matter must be presented. Um, it follows this pattern, this this uh, framework. Okay, Adhikaranas. <clears throat> Pratigna, Hetu, Udaharana, Upanayan, Upanaya and Nigamana. Every theme must necessarily be explained with reference to Pratigna or a solemn declaration of the purpose of the treatise. The solemn, solemn declaration given in the beginning of the Vedanta Sutra is Athato Brahma Jignasa, which indicates that this book was written with the solemn declaration to inquire about the Absolute Truth. Similarly, reasons must be expressed. Hetu. Examples must be given in terms of various facts. Udaharana. The theme must gradually be brought nearer for understanding. Upanaya. And finally, it must be supported by authoritative quotations from the Vedic Shastras. Nigamana. See how it has to follow a framework in order to uh, come up with conclusive philosophy. So this Adhikarana is very important. So these five parts are there in presentation. So, and if you if you um, study Jiva Goswami's Shatsandarbha, which honestly I have not studied, but from whatever I could gather from Srila Prabhupada's explanations of the Shatsandarbha, Jiva Goswami presented in this way. He declared the truth and then he uh, you know gave the reasons of why this he, he uh, said that this is the statement and then he gave examples he gave he brought the understanding closer and he gave authoritative quotations now in that point he did another thing he said he presented all opposing philosophies and then he defeated those philosophies also uh, and Bhaktivinoda Thakur also did this he actually wrote a book called Chaitanya Chaitanya Sikshamrita or Krishna Sam, Sri Krishna Samhita, one of these two literatures, uh, in which he defeated every other philosophy point for point and established our Krishna consciousness as the highest philosophy, um, which is an all-encompassing philosophy that you know takes in every other philosophy. Uh, it's a superset, you know, if you know mathematics, subset and superset. Like, for example, smartphones are a set. Now, iPhone is a subset of the smartphone. That means, smartphone, iPhone is also a smartphone, but not every smartphone is an iPhone. So, it belongs to the smartphone category, but it's a subcategory. It's a subset of smartphones. Whereas, smartphones is a superset of iPhone. So, it's the all-encompassing, broader category. So, similarly, Bhaktivinoda Thakur and Jiva Goswami, they have established, even Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, have established that Krishna consciousness, Achinta Bheda Bheda Tattva, is the all-encompassing superset of all other philosophies. Hmm. And every philosophy can um, is is within. But if you just see the subset, 
and without understanding the super set the bhakti krishna bhakti then we miss the point vedas yes has demigod worship but the ultimate supreme uh, i mean broader view is that we have to rise to the platform of krishna worship so like that so bhaktuna thakur has presented like that according to the great dictionary compiler hemachandra also known as koshakara vedanta refers to the purport of the upanishads and the brahmana portion of the vedas professor apte i don't know how to pronounce it professor apte or apte i don't know in his dictionary it describes the brahmana portion of the vedas who is this apte let's see maybe his name is hemachandra apte i don't know i don't know maybe it's a different person professor apte in his dictionary describes the brahmana portion of the vedas as that portion which states the rules for employment of hymns at various sacrifices and gives detailed explanations of their origin sometimes with lengthy illustrations in the form of legends and stories it is distinct from the mantra portion of the vedas brahmana portion mantra portion so it is like explaining and actually we will find all these things in the bhagavatam there are examples of like in bhagavad gita we have okay the truth that we are not the body we are the soul now in bhagavatam you will find many many like now in our current study of bhagavatam in the temple lectures we are uh, we have just studied the um, uh, puranjan story okay or what is that prachina barhishat prachina barhi so allegorical story explained by narad muni to him so that is an example there is like udaharana to highlight the importance of the the pratigna the truth solemn declaration that we are actually not the body and how reincarnation takes place so that is stated in bhagavad gita so bhagavatam is expansion of that so that's where bhagavatam relates with bhagavad gita so everything that is spoken of in bhagavad gita is expanded upon in the bhagavatam with these constituents of argument pratigna hetu um, udaharana upanaya and nigamana five of them so it is a distinct from it is distinct from mantra portion of the vedas hemachandra says that the supplement of the vedas is called the vedanta sutra veda means knowledge and anta means the end in other words proper understanding of the ultimate purport of the vedas is called vedanta knowledge such knowledge as given in the aphorisms of the vedanta sutra must be supported by the upanishads <clears throat> according to learned scholars there are three different sources of knowledge which are called prasthanatraya okay according to these scholars vedanta is one of such sources for it presents vedic knowledge on the basis of logic and sound arguments in the bhagavad gita 13.5 the lord says brahma sutra padaischaiva hetu madbhir vinishchitaihi is very important verse actually <clears throat> Understanding of the ultimate goal of life is ascertained in the Brahma Sutra by legitimate logic and argument concerning cause and effect. Now, if you go to that thirteen point five, let's look at that evidence. So here we have Rishibhih Bahudhagitam Chandu Bhirvividhai Prithak Brahma Sutra Padais Chayva Hetumad Bhirvinishchitaihi. by the wise sages in many ways gitam described. So there are many kind of gitas like Ashtavakra Gita, which is more of like Uh, the preliminary understanding of body and soul but like that there were many many gitas even in bhagavatam there are like uddhava gita of course krishna spoke that and there is gopi gita there is 
Vritasura Gita. So every philosopher has, especially devotees, have commented on these things. So let's see the translation. That knowledge of the field of activities and of the knower of activities means the body and the soul. Field means the Kshetra and Kshetra Gnya means the knower of the field which is the soul. Um, that knowledge of the field of activities and of the knower of activities is described by various sages in various writings. See? Bahudhar Rishibhe Bahudha Gitam. It is especially presented in Vedanta Sutra with all reasoning as to cause and effect. See how he is bringing the importance of Vedanta Sutra in the Bhagavad Gita, you see. Because uh, Bhagavad Gita is also Upanishad, Gita Upanishad. So it is actually, I mean, fully in uh, tandem with Vedanta Sutra philosophy. So going back, so in the Bhagavad Gita 13.5, the Lord says, Brahma Sutra Padesh Chaiva Hetu Madhbhir Vinishchitai. Understanding the, of the ultimate goal of life is ascertained in the Brahma Sutra by legitimate logic and argument concerning cause and effect. That means this Adhikarana system is followed with Hetu Madhbhir, you see. So Pratignya Hetu Udaharana Upanaya Nigamana. Okay? Hetu is one of them. So understanding of the ultimate goal of life is ascertained in the Brahma Sutra by legitimate logic and argument concerning cause and effect. Therefore, the Vedanta Sutra is known as Nyaya Prasthana. Nyaya Prasthana. Prasthana Traya three types of Vedic uh, literatures. The Upanishads are known as Shruti Prasthan, Nyaya Prasthan, Shruti Prasthan and, and the Gita, Mahabharata and Puranas are called, are known as Smriti Prasthan. So Nyaya Prasthan, Shruti Prasthan and Smriti Prasthan. All scientific knowledge of transcendence must be supported by Shruti, Smriti and a sound logical basis. Hmm. And Purana is actually basically Udaharana of these Pratignyas. Like, in the Bhagavad Gita, we have the, like, uh, for example, Arjuna asks Krishna, what are the symptoms of a person who is in transcendental life, who is a devotee? Krishna describes. Now, there's no example. Of course, Krishna did say that, uh, what is that? 410. Um, many people in the past have taken to this. Vitaraga Bhayakrotha Manmaya Mamapashritah So many persons in the past have, you know, being attached, being freed from attachment, fear and anger, being fully absorbed in me and taking refuge in me, many, many persons in the past became purified by knowledge of me. And thus they all attained transcendental love for me. Now, who are these many, many persons? Bhagavatam. You go there, you will find all these things, all the examples, Udaharana. Because just like in uh, any product nowadays, if you know the product is good or not, how we how we kind of uh, decide, we will see the reviews. Like what did people say? Is the product as good as it is advertised to be, or is there some kind of um, gimmicks going on here? Or you know, they, they see the reviews because they want to be convinced from all angles. It's not just like you know one-sided. Um, so similarly, what? Uh, sources we should look for we should look for in order to get convinced Shruti, Smriti, Nyaya or you know this uh, Purana, Pancharatra all these fall in the same category of these Adhikaranas so in this way there is you know backing from all angles this is called Vishwato Mukham what is that? from all angles 
think 4, 28, 41 I guess. Second, ah, this is the one. Four twenty-eight forty-one. So I should remember that next time. So Sakshat Bhagavatoktena Guru Naharina Nirpa Vishuddha Gyana Deepena Spurata Vishvato Mukham. In this way, King Malaya Dhaja attained perfect knowledge because in his pure state he was directly instructed by the supreme personality of Godhead. By means of such enlightening transcendental knowledge, he could understand everything from all angles of vision. This is how our understanding. So all angles of vision means from examples, from statements, from logic, from all. So this prasthanatraya, shruti, smriti, nyaya. Smriti means all these examples, everything will come in that smriti. So going back. Okay. It is said that both the Vedic knowledge and the supplement of the Veda is called Satvata Pancharatra emanated from the breathing of Narayana, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Vedas, Vedanta Sutra aphorisms were compiled by Srila Vyasadeva, a powerful incarnation of Sri Narayana. Although it is sometimes said that they were compiled by a great sage, great sage named Apantaratama. The Pancharatra and Vedanta Sutra, however, express the same opinions. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu therefore confirms that there is no difference in opinion between the two and he declares that because the Vedanta Sutra was compiled by Srila Vyasadeva, it may be understood to have emanated from the breathing of Sri Narayana. Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur comments that while Vyasadeva was compiling the Vedanta Sutra, seven of his great saintly contemporaries were also engaged in similar work. These saints were Atre Rishi, Ashmarathya, Audulomi, Karshna, Karshnajini, Kashakritsna, Jaimini and Badari. In addition, it is stated that Parashari and Karmandi Bhikshu also discussed the Vedanta Sutra aphorisms before Vyasadeva. So you see there is more nuance. So other rishis also were doing the similar work, contemporaries. As mentioned above, the Vedanta Sutra consists of four chapters. The first two chapters discuss the relationship of the living entity with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. This is known as Sambandha Jnana or knowledge of the relationship. The third chapter describes how one can act in his relationship with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. This is called Abhidheya Jnana. The relationship of the living entity with the Supreme Lord is described by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Jiver Swarup Hoy Krishner Nitya Das. So this is like almost like a sutra in one line, just complete understanding. The whole two chapters, like it's almost like two cantos. This when you say two chapters, it's like two cantos, you know. You know, so big these chapters are. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu summarized in this Bengali words Jivar Sarubhai Krishna Das. The living entity is an eternal servant of Krishna, the Supreme God. CC Madhya 20.108 Therefore, to act in that relationship one must perform sadhana bhakti or the prescribed duties of service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. This is called Abhidheya Jnana. The fourth chapter, so the third chapter is about Abhidheya. The fourth chapter describes the result of such devotional activities Prayojana Jnana. The ultimate goal of life is to go back home back to Godhead. The words Anavritti Shabdat in the Vedanta Sutra indicate this ultimate goal. 
Srila Vyasadeva, powerful incarnation of Nara and compiled the Vedanta Sutras and in order to protect it from unauthorized commentaries, he personally composed Srimad Bhagavatam on the instruction of his spiritual master Narad Muni as the original commentary on the Vedanta Sutra. Besides Srimad Bhagavatam, there are other there are commentaries on the Vedanta Sutra composed by all the major Vaishnava Acharyas and in each of them devotional service to the Lord is described very explicitly. Only those who follow Shankara's commentary have described the Vedanta Sutra in an impersonal way without reference to Vishnu Bhakti or devotional service to the Lord Vishnu. Generally, people very much appreciate this Sharirak Bhashya or impersonal description of Vedanta Sutra, but all commentaries that are devoid of devotional service to Lord Vishnu must be considered to differ in purport from the original Vedanta Sutra. Now you may ask why it is so attractive to everybody if it is wrong. Well, in the <coughs> you should understand that in, in material world, here our Nahitatra Chodana, our natural inclinations are to be averse to Krishna. Being influenced by the three modes, our false ego makes us averse to Krishna. And any philosophy that promotes that and promotes our sense gratification, oh, I can become God, oh wow, this is what I want. So, <coughs> it appeals. Impersonal, nothing specific, you just interpret in your own way. People, nowadays, this is the so-called, you know, modern uh, motivational talk and everything just, everybody come up with their own philosophies and, you know, impersonalistic way they describe everything. This is very appealing to them because they can continue with their sense gratification. That is why it is pleasing to many people because it it, it uh, supports their sense gratificatory pursuits. Uh, <clears throat> just um, before we go further here, I'll show you. People in general are not very intelligent, actually. Um, Bhagavad Gita 18. 38 or should we start at 37 38 39 40 37 right okay let's see this 1838 parināme viṣamiva tatsukham rajasam smritam so 37 38 39 sorry let's go to the previous one okay so this is the previous one 37 yaddad agre viṣamiva parināme amṛtopamam tatsukham satvikam proktam Atma buddhi prasadajam. That which in the beginning may be just like poison, but at the end is just like nectar, and which awakens one to self-realization is said to be happiness in the mode of goodness. So if I have to become a servant, that idea of becoming a servant is, uh, how to say, uh, horrendous to us. It's because we have experience in this material world of becoming a servant, and we have been, uh, uh, what to say, um, what is the word abused by so-called masters in this material world so we think that oh if i have to become a servant oh that's horrible we do not know the loving service that um, constitutes the transactions between the supreme lord and his devotee so that is the difference so in the beginning it's just like poison what i have no independence i cannot do anything i like oh i have to submit to his will I have to wake up in the morning or oh, so many <laughs> so not only in this i mean mayavadis they also wake up in the morning but again their understanding is that i want to become god in this because i want to enjoy more i will do some tapasya but i want to enjoy i want to become the master so that is same nonsense actually so this is poison at the end in the beginning maybe just like poison oh sorry poison in the beginning nectar in the end so krishna consciousness is this actually it is suddha sattva it is pure but even in the beginning of um, Krishna consciousness, 
we may not be very much inclined and i'll show you guys in the nectar of instruction rupa goswami says you've seen this verse probably before syat krishna nama charita disitaapya vidya ಜಾಂಡಿಸ್ಮಯ one who is in maya his tongue is afflicted by the jaundice of avidya cannot taste anything sweet it is wonderful that although it is like that and that means they cannot find pleasure in krishna in krishna's name in krishna's devotion service and hearing about him bhagavad gita they don't have interest in these things but although the tongue of one afflicted by the jaundice of avidya cannot taste anything sweet it is wonderful that simply by carefully chanting these sweet names every day a natural relish awakens within his tongue and his disease is gradually destroyed at the root so jaundice when we get jaundice uh, according to ayurveda the cure is sugar candy so the way it is administered is in the night time the rock sugar is put in a cup of water okay and it is left there overnight so the rock sugar dissolves into the water becomes sweet so in the morning you have to take that water that's how it is taken and in the beginning it will taste bitter because of the jaundice hey what is this you are giving me sugar or you giving me some neem leaf or something uh, because it is diseased so it appears to be bitter but if you continue taking it by fourth or fifth day one will start to relish it as sweet and that's when we can understand that we have come out of our jaundice and then you know it is relishable after that so similarly krishna consciousness is like that so in the beginning it does not appeal to everybody but this this gravity towards more of ignorance and passion passion and ignorance um that is our natural relish so that is explained in the next verse 1837 right it let's see 1838 okay okay 1838 ವಿಷಯೇಂದ್ರಿಯ ಸಂಯೋಗಾದ್ಯತ್ತದ್ ಅಗ್ರೇ ಮೃತೋಪಮಂ ಪರಿಣಾಮೇ ವಿಷಮಿವ ತತ್ಸುಖಂ ರಾಜಸಂಸ್ಮೃತ ದಟ್ ಹ್ಯಾಪಿನೆಸ್ ವಿಚ್ ಇಸ್ ಡಿರೈವ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ಕಾಂಟ್ಯಾಕ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಸೆನ್ಸಸ್ ವಿತ್ ಯರ್ ಆಬ್ಜೆಕ್ಟ್ಸ್ ಅಂಡ್ ವಿಚ್ ಅಪೀಲ್ಸ್ ಲೈಕ್ ನೆಕ್ಟರ್ ಅಟ್ ಫಸ್ಟ್ ಪಾಯ್ಸನ್ ಎಟ್ ದಿ ಎಂಡ್ ಇಸ್ ಸೆಟ್ ಟು ಬಿ ಆಫ್ ದ ನೇಚರ್ ಆಫ್ ಪ್ಯಾಷನ್ ಸೊ ಮೆಟೀರಿಯಲ್ ಹ್ಯಾಪಿನೆಸ್ ಇಟ್ ಇಟ್ ಫೀಲ್ಸ್ ಗುಡ್ ಲೈಕ್ ವೆನ್ ಯು ಆರ್ ಸ್ಕ್ರೋಲಿಂಗ್ ಥ್ರೂ ಸೋಷಿಯಲ್ ಮೀಡಿಯಾ ಓ ನೈಸ್ ನೈಸ್ ದಿಸ್ ವೀಡಿಯೋ ಇಸ್ ನೈಸ್ ದಟ್ ಫೋಟೋ ಇಸ್ ನೈಸ್ ದಿಸ್ ಬ್ಲಾ 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 ಆಫ್ಟರ್ ಟೂ ಅವರ್ಸ್ ಯು ಆರ್ ಸಿಕ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಟೈರ್ಡ್ ಆಫ್ ಯುವರ್ ಸೆಲ್ಫ್ ಲೈಕ್ ವಾಟ್ ಡಿಡ್ ಐ ಡೂ ಇನ್ ದ ಲಾಸ್ಟ್ ಟೂ ಅವರ್ಸ್ ಸೊ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ um happiness in the beginning but you know poison at the end you feel frustrated so this is just one example i mean everywhere it is like this in material world and this is happiness in the mode of passion now happiness in the mode of ignorance is even worse 1839 yadagrecha anubandhecha sukham mohanam atmanah nidralasya pramadottham tattamasam udahritam and that happiness which is blind to self realization which is delusion from beginning to end and which arises from sleep laziness and illusion is said to be of the nature of ignorance laziness means you may say oh he is not lazy he is very active you know but he is lazy in the matter of krishna consciousness he may be active in any other way of course material laziness also is ignorance but 
if one is spiritually lazy he doesn't put any effort is not interested that is also illusion it's mode of ignorance uh, he is lazy like the other day i was showing in the class the the winner of the boxing match who was whose face was left unrecognizable by the end of the fight and he was like yes i'm the winner that is so called winning here i mean it is delusion from beginning to end look at this words which blind to self realization which is delusion from beginning to end i mean you are getting smacked on the face and that you cre- you think is happiness so which arises from sleep laziness and illusion is said to be of the nature of ignorance so it is painful from beginning to end i mean so these are so called happiness so because people gravitate towards ignorance they think these things to be happiness and therefore Chait- um, prahlad maharaj also said maya sukhaya bharamudvahato vimudhan maya sukhaya illusory happiness suffering what is that um, 7945 tucham यन्मैथुनादिगृहमेधि सुखं हितुच्छं कण्डूयनेन करयोरिवदुखदुखं इसिं तृप्यन्ति नेहकृपणा बहुदुखभाजः कण्डूतिवन् मनसिजं विषहेतधीरः इट्स इट्स सफरिंग फ्रॉम बिगिनिंग टू एंड यू नो ओके 7945 अश्विनी भागवतम sex life is compared to the rubbing of two hands to relieve an itch grihamedhi so called grihasthas who have no spiritual knowledge that this think that this itching is the greatest platform of happiness although actually it is a source of distress the kripanas the fools who are just the opposite of brahmanas are not satisfied by repeated sensuous enjoyment those who are dhira however who are sober and who tolerate this itching are not subjected to the sufferings of fools and rascals now if you examine this verse in the in the framework of adhikaranas so first there is pratigna sex life is compared to the rubbing of two hands to relieve an itch yan maithu maithunad grahamedu sukhamituchham so that's like pratigna and then there is um, hetu so why they, why it is considered like that because it is they don't have spiritual knowledge and they think that this itching is the greatest platform of happiness although it is actually a source of distress this is an example also hetu and uh, udaharan you know um like family lives you know of course udaharan if like especially the puranjan and other stories are vividly even the 11th canto also these things are explained in very um, graphical manner so and kripanas who are just fools who are just the opposite of brahmanas are not repeated by sensuous enjoyment so this is again upanaya giving us getting us closer so those who are finally the conclusion is this um, those who are dhira however who Uh, are sober and who tolerate this itching are not subjected to the sufferings of fools and rascals is a conclusion so of course more authoritative um, uh, examples are also given in other parts of bhagavatam so but you can see the framework you see how they present it generally people very much appreciate the sharirag bhashya or impersonal description of vedanta sutra but all commentaries that are devoid of devotional service to lord vishnu must be considered to differ in purport from the original vedanta sutra in other words lord chaitanya definitely confirmed that the commentaries or bhashya written by the vaishnava acharyas on the basis of devotional service to the lord vishnu and not the sharirag bhashya of shankaracharya give the actual explanation of the vedanta sutras sutra 
Okay, I think we just re- I don't know if there is any purport to this. Very important verse actually. This is a long verse, so I think okay, not that long, but I think we will start this in the next session. Today we will stop here, and I will take any questions. So this is actually you see very important verse actually. The material defects of mistakes, illusions, cheating, and sensory inefficiency do not exist in the words of the supreme personality of Godhead. So that's why we have to take the Vedanta Sutra and its words in total, not interpreting in our own way. So we will read more about that in the next session. So uh, we will look at the questions that may come. Okay, so Soham Chakravarti is asking, was Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Krishna? Yes, <laughs> there is um, a lot of evidence on that. I think we have done, um, we have done uh, a class on this. I think it's a uh, Adilila 1.3 you know that verse if we I mean, I'm not going to go in depth into this but I'll just show you the verse and the class if, if somebody can put up the link to that class like the, the I think it's titled as the evidence that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is supreme personality of God or something like that um, let's see this um, So here, okay. Yadadvaitam Brahmo Panishadita Dapyasya Tanubha Yatmantariyami Purusha Itisosyam Shavibhava Shadaishvaryaihi Purno Yaiha Bhagavansa Svayamayam Nachaitanya Krishna Jagati Paratatvam Paramiha. So in explaining this, Mammoth amounts of evidence has been given in that chapter. I think we have covered that in one lecture. So what the Upanishads describe as the impersonal Brahman is but the effulgence of his body and the Lord known as Super Soul is but his localized plenary portion. Lord Chaitanya is the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna himself, full with six opulences. He is the absolute truth and no other truth is greater than or equal to him. So this is the declaration Adhikarana, Pratigya and the Hetu, Udaharana, uh, Upanaya and Nigamana, everything is described in that chapter. Uh, so I think this this link will come out soon. Maybe it has already come out. I'll just take a look. Okay, here is the link. So I will leave them leave it in the comment section in the Facebook live stream and also as a link in the description on the YouTube the recorded version of this video. Two lectures actually, you see. Two lectures. Okay, so going back. 
Hmm. I also heard that Sri Bhagavad Bhagavatam on the heavenly planets consists of about 200 cantos. Dimitri is saying Bhagavatam on the heavenly planets consists of 200 cantos. I'm I'm unaware of that. I mean, what I heard was um Shukadev Goswami spoke the same signs on the heavenly planet. I can't verify the source though. This is what I've heard. He spoke the same Shrimad Bhagavatam in the heavenly planets but in 1.6 million verses. That's what I heard, but I'm not sure. <laughs> of course. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I kicked a cable here. It is connected to the light. <clears throat> um Okay, Soham Chakravarti has some doubts whether Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna or not. So you have to understand this from the evidence, Vedic evidence. So there is um you you watch the two videos that I just shared and you will have all the answers. Um you can read also that chapters but I have just explained the whole thing. So I have read through those verses and purports and all the explanations all the verses every evidence so you can uh, go and watch that and forward it to your friend also who says that krishna chaitanya mahaprabhu is not krishna yet uh, yes he did say uh, he closed his ears when he was referred to as krishna because he wants to teach us he's acharya he's teaching us that we should never accept somebody saying telling us that we are krishna that is mayavad so he's teaching us how to not be a mayavadi That is not mean. That's why it's called Channa Avatar, hidden incarnation. Now, this is stated in the Bhagavatam seven nine thirty eight, eleven five thirty two, eleven five twenty nine. So many. I mean, there are innumerable sources for that. Okay, so uh, Soham Chakravarti is saying recently I have been reading an atheist book. My faith has remained unshaken still. I disagree with that because you are not now convinced whether Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna or not. So we cannot challenge Maya like that. If we say that, oh, I have played with Maya, Maya cannot touch me, that is pride. So we cannot say like that. So because it is Krishna's Maya, Daivi Hiesha Gunamaya Mama Maya Duratya Maamevaya Prapadyante Maya Meetam Tarantide. Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita that. you know maya is krishna's energy and unless we surrender to him we cannot get over the influence of maya if we think we have overcome that is another feature of maya to make us proud that we have overcome but actually we have not because if you have taking shelter of krishna means what you know daivi hiesha gunamaya mama maya duratya now let's see what is the meaning of this mamevya prapadyanta means one who surrenders to me this divine energy of mind consisting of the three modes of material nature is difficult to overcome but those who have surrendered unto me can easily cross beyond it so we have to surrender to krishna and what does surrender mean means we have to follow his instructions and the instructions laid out by the acharyas who have attained krishna and the instruction of chaitanya mahaprabhu is that mayavada bhashya sunile hoy sarvanash we should not uh, go and hear uh, listen to the atheists um, <clears throat> because first of all you're wasting time why do why you have to fill your ears and heart with nonsense philosophy and try don't play with maya it's fire <laughs> nobody who plays with fire has a good ending so so it is our we have to always know that we are completely dependent on krishna and we have to follow his instructions so you follow the vaishnava regulations now we know we know the mayavad philosophy we also heard their arguments but from a devotee 
not from the mayavad directly the devotee like shri prabhupada has presented us the mayavad philosophy and he has presented us how this is faulty but if we are not strong enough we will be you know uh, shaken like you see you just now said that you are confused a little bit about what is the identity of chaitanya mahaprabhu so that's how the offense starts we don't have faith in the supreme personality our faith becomes shaken slackened and then a down downward spiral starts so don't try to play with maya it's way too dangerous okay always stay in the protection of the explanation of the acharya shri prabhupada and the devotees who are following shri prabhupada so you have to always that's why shruta grihitya not independently you do your own thing no chaitanya mahaprabhu is particularly forbid us to do that so not challenge that otherwise it is basically you are challenging chaitanya mahaprabhu who are we to challenge chaitanya mahaprabhu right so that be obedient that is the meaning of surrender be obedient don't try to you know try to challenge krishna yeah dimitri says today you challenge maya and tomorrow you will be kicked from krishna consciousness that's not a toy we can play with true so further um okay dhira dhira prabhu actually already gave the link to the video dimitri says yes but now it's better to focus on the class <laughs> yeah we have to you know here what we are so we if you don't pay attention soham chakravarti is saying i have an iskon temple nearby i will go there very soon hari om tat sat hari krishna i agree with iskon in everything unless they insult ramakrishna and vivekananda see you are not established in proper understanding you don't understand vivekananda and ramakrishna complete bogus completely bogus there the philosophy is completely again you don't even know what their philosophy is you know if you uh, you know tell shri uh, prabhu pad about ramakrishna or vivekananda he he will shake with anger that much is how he is against him all rubbish philosophy jatamat tathapat so whatever you think all that is all all paths lead to rome so every path leads to uh, spiritual realization whatever you may think so many nonsense they have no idea of krishna consciousness is rubbish so you see you are not at all steady in your devotions so you you just starting out so don't we should not have pride in this process we should Uh, calling out a rascal is not pride it's actually is truthfulness it's honesty it's one of the uh, symptoms of a person who is uh, krishna conscious truthfulness he will not budge just to satisfy some people no 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 first of all you must have philosophical understanding then you will be able to see that ramakrishna and vivekananda philosophies are all not correct not according to vedas at all Okay, so this is from uh, wow. so this is from the eleven three twenty nine purport. Maybe we'll take on the screen because it's like covering everything. Eleven three twenty nine. एवं कृष्णात्मनाथेशु मनुष्यु चौहृद परिचर्या चोभयत्र महत्सु नृषु साधुषु 
महत्सु नृषु साधुषु one who desires his ultimate self interest should cultivate friendship with those persons who have accepted krishna as the lord of their life one should further develop an attitude of service toward all living beings he means to preach krishna consciousness one should especially try to help those in the human form of life and among them especially those who can accept the principles of religious behavior among religious persons one should especially render service to the pure devotees of the supreme personality of god now purport according to shri bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur the highest duty for devotees of the supreme lord is to establish friendship with those who have completely surrendered to krishna and who have thus achieved sharanagati shelter at the lord's lord's lotus feet one should render service to both the lord and his devotees and since the lord is more pleased by sincere service rendered to his pure devotees sorry um, since the lord is more pleased by sincere service rendered to his pure devotees one should not only officially offer respect this is the part one should not officially offer respect to the supreme personality of godhead his devotees and his worshipful paraphernalia but should actually render service to the representatives of the lord who are known as mahabhagavatas Happiness in Tamogun is like drinking alcohol. When you drink, you feel bad. And after that, next morning, you also feel bad and have a hangover. Yeah. Nice description. Actually, there is happiness in the mode of... <laughs> image of the boxing match, the horrible image. So, Vedas... Vedic evidence of... Okay, this one we have shown. Um, thank you for your kind comments. Dheera Prabhu and Dimitri Prabhu. Um, who have enjoyed... this lecture shivanand sonti prabhu is asking hari krishna prabhu all glories to prabhupad how to study sutras is there any reading style to be adapted don't worry about the sutras we have to worry about the books given by shri prabhupad because they contain the entire commentary on the vedanta sutras and everything so in fact we should just we should refrain from reading everything and anything from everywhere and anywhere so i'll show you three verses in connection with this so we have first 22.118 madhya chetana charitamrita madhya lila so um, no not this one okay okay oh yeah here it is avaishnava sangatyaga bahu shishya na koribo especially the last line bahu grantha kalabhyasa vyakhyana varjiba so different items mentioned on about devotional service so look at the 14 one here one should not partially study many scriptures just to be able to give references and expand explanations so the purport this is about accepting disciples so one should not partially study a book just to pose oneself as a great scholar by being able to refer to scriptures In our Krishna consciousness movement we have therefore limited our study of the Vedic literatures to the Bhagavad Gita Shrimad Bhagavatam Chaitanya Charitamrita and Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu these four works are sufficient for preaching purposes they are adequate for the understanding of the philosophy and the spreading of missionary activities all over the world if one studies a particular book he must do so thoroughly that is the principle by thoroughly studying a limited number of books one can understand the philosophy hmm. 
So we can actually understand this by the Atmarama verse explanation by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the 24th chapter of the Madhalila. How elaborately just one verse was explained. How much philosophy is thus packed into the verses of Srimad Bhagavatam? It is impossible for us to complete the study of Bhagavatam in one lifetime. In many, many lifetimes even. So, let us become more uh, thorough in this. Instead of like, you know, spreading ourselves too thin, we have to go deep into Prabhupada's books. So, this will come by regular reading. Oh, how to study deeply. So, you just read. You just go on reading. That's how it all starts. You cannot connect all these things if you have not read all these things first. So, once you have read, you will, okay, remember this and that, this and that. Then, when you, when you read again, oh, yeah, this one was, Chaitanya Charitamrita somewhere, oh, this this point was mentioned, el- elaborated upon. So, you will make the connections because you've already read that part. So, you don't have to think about how to memorize first and how to memorize shlokas. This will come later on. First, fix yourself on the reading habit. Every day, just read. Whether you understand or not, just read. Because we have to follow the order of the spiritual master. As a duty, just read. And then Krishna will give Dadami Buddhi Yogam Tam. He will give the intelligence how to understand his books. And slowly, slowly the realizations will happen. And we have to also engage in the service of devotees and in the company of devotees, engage in devotional service. So like that, we will improve our devotional life. So it's not overnight business. We have to do it regularly and with full attention and you know, seriousness. So this is one verse. Okay? Another verse I'll show you. 16.11 Adilila Chaitanya Charitamrita Bahu Shastre Bahu Vakya Chitte Brahma Hoy Sadhya Sadhana Shreshtha Na Hoy Nishchaya If one becomes a bookworm reading many books and scriptures and hearing many commentaries and the instructions of many men this will produce doubt within his heart. One cannot in this way ascertain the real goal of life. Nasa Vrishiryasa Matam Na Bhinnam Shutayo Vibhinna by reading books and by going to this philosopher and that, we cannot ascertain the religious principles, real goal of life. We have to follow the path of the Mahajans. It's also stated in the Mahabharata. Tarko pratishta shrutayo vibhinna nasavrishiryasya matam nabhinnam dharmasya tattvam nihitam guhayam nihito guhayam mahajano yenagatah sapanthaha So this is confirmed in the Mahabharata also. In the, I think, Vanaparva. So, this is one. Now, if you go to the purport, there is an interesting verse here in the Srimad Bhagavatam as well. Granthan naivabhyased bahun navyakhyam upayunjita. Let's go to that verse. Nashishyan anubadhnita granthan naivabhyased bahun navyakhyam upayunjita narambhan arabhet kvachit. A sannyasi must not present allurements of material benefits to gather many disciples. Nor should he unnecessarily read many books or give discourses as a means of livelihood. He must never attempt to increase material opulences unnecessarily. Mathadi Vyaparan in the purport. You, know, more, you, can, you can go and read the purport. More elaboration is given. But you see, you should not unnecessarily read many, many books. You may say, why, why you say unnecessary? It's Vedanta Sutra. Yeah, but it's not presented by Srila Prabhupada. And we can be easily led away from the actual description. So, we should study Srila Prabhupada's books. And Srila Prabhupada actually spoke so much about the fallacies of Vedanta Sutra. So when we hear from the uh, pure devotee, then we are protected by the mercy of the pure devotee. Although he is describing Mayavad philosophy, he will also defeat it. So he actually quickly gives the real purport of it. Otherwise, if you just read that, oh wow, really? I'll get bewildered. 
so these three verses 1138 sorry 738 shrimad bhagavatam adalila chaitanya charitamrita adalila 16.11 and madhyalila 22.118 very important now um if you go to the purport okay um we will go to the before uh, 1611 1611 purport in shrimad bhagavatam it is stated granthan naivabhyasit bahun navyakhyam upayunjita one should not read many books or nor should one try to make a profession of reciting many books especially if one is a devotee now one must give up the ambition of uh, ambition to be a learned scholar and in this way earn a worldly reputation and financial facilities if one diverts his attention to studying many books he cannot fix his mind in devotional service nor can he understand many scriptures for they are full of grave statements and meanings in this connection shri bhakti siddhan saraswati thakur gives his opinion that those who are attracted to studying many kinds of literature concerning various subject matters especially fruitive activities and philosophical speculation are deprived of unalloyed devotional service because of their splayed attention splayed attention means uh what is that to bahushakha hi anantascha buddhayo avyavasayinam bahushakha means spread out the intelligence is not focused in krishna consciousness um so you can read more on this so the point is that um we should not be too eager but that does not mean oh here proper is saying yeah yeah we should not read many books so yeah yeah that's why i don't read proper books too much you know do not read too much of prabhupad books that is rubbish you mean prabhupad wasted our wasted his time writing too many books huh? no 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 don't get it wrong okay we have to read every single book in fact prabhupad emphatically i mean so many conversations and lectures he chastises his disciples for not reading and if you see here ye leela amrita vene khaya jadi anna pane तब भक्ते दुर्बल जीवाहाप्रभु and krishna gradually becomes weak and falls down from the transcendental position however if one drinks but a drop of the nectar of krishna's pastimes his body and mind begin to bloom and he begins to laugh sing and dance purport all the devotees connected with the krishna consciousness movement must read all the books that have been translated see must read the chaitanya charitamrita shrimad bhagavatam bhagavad gita and others um, otherwise after some time they will simply eat sleep and fall down from their position thus they will miss the opportunity to attain an eternal blissful life of transcendental pleasure so we must read so don't misinterpret saying oh yeah i, I will not read too much prabhu so the prabhu said is dangerous rubbish this is called misinterpretation like maya was churning out some stupid meaning or so we should not do that okay धीरदासमदभागम इज डिक्लेर्ड टू बी एसेंस ऑफ ऑल वेदांत सर्व वेदांत सारम ही दिस वर्स इज सेइंग 1213 सो मच एक्चुअली सो मेनी वर्सेस एक्चुअली ग्लोरीफाइंग द भागवतम 121318 121315 लेट्स लेट्स गो टू 121315 बिकॉज़ इट्स अ नाइस वर्स थैंक यू धीरज को सो हियर 
सर्वेदातसारम ही श्रीभागवतमीष्यते तद्रसामृततृप्त न्यतिक्वचि श्रीमद्भागवतम इज डिक्लेर्ड टू बी दि एसेंस ऑफ ऑल वेदांत फिलॉसफी वन हू हेज फेल्ट सैटिस्फैक्शन फ्रॉम हिज नेक्टर एंड मेलो विल नेवर बी अट्रैक्टेड टू एनी अदर लिटरेचर एंड वन ुक्वामी Let me offer my respectful obeisances unto him, Shukra, the supreme spiritual master of all sages, the son of Vyasadev, who, out of his great compassion for those gross materialists who struggle to cross over the darkest regions of material existence, spoke this most confidential supplement to the cream of Vedic knowledge, having personally assimilated it by experience. Now there is another similar verse, also glorifying. This is at the beginning of Bhagavatam, one, two, three, and that was a twelve, twelve. व्यासोनमी Let me offer my respectful obeisances unto the spiritual master, unto my spiritual master, the son of Vyasadev, Shukadev Goswami. It is he who defeats all inauspicious things within this universe. Although in the beginning he was absorbed in the happiness of Brahman realization and was living in a secluded place, giving up all other types of consciousness, he became attracted by the pleasing, most melodious pastimes of Lord Shri Krishna. He therefore mercifully spoke the supreme Purana, Shrimad Bhagavatam, which is the bright light of the absolute truth, and which describes the activities of the Lord. So this is another. सो अखिलश्रुतिसारम भगवत वेदातसारम हि सो सुबल प्रभु हेज ऑलसो मेन्शन अनादर वर्ड्स हियर दिस वर्ड्स थ्री सिक्स थर्टी सिक्स एंड पर्पोर्ट इज ऑलसो नाइस सो लेट्स थ्री सिक्स थर्टी सिक्स इज एक्चुअली वेरी नाइस वर्ड्स तथा कीर्तयांग यथाश्रुत कीर्ति हरे स्वाम सत्कर्त गिरमिधा सती इन स्पाइट ऑफ माइ इनबिलिटी वॉट एवर आई हेव बीन एबल टू हियर फ्रॉम द स्पिरिचुअल मास्टर एंड वॉट एवर आई कुड एसिमुलेट आई एम नाउ डिस्क्राइब डिस्क्राइबिंग इन ग्लोरिफिकेशन ऑफ द लॉर्ड बाय प्योर स्पीच फॉर अदरवाइज माई पावर ऑफ स्पीकिंग वुड रिमेन अनचेस्ट सो हाउ बिग इज द पर्पोर्ट बिट लॉन्ग बट जस्ट We have come this far. We'll just read it. 
purport the purification of the conditioned soul necessitates purification of his consciousness by the presence of consciousness the presence of the transcendental soul is verified okay if the consciousness is there the soul is there in the body otherwise its soul has left the body and as soon as consciousness leaves the body the material body is not active consciousness is perceived therefore by activities the theory put forward by empiric philosophers that means the mayavadis that consciousness can remain in an inactive state is the proof of their poor fund of knowledge because they say after liberation everything is void no more activity no more service no more bhakti it's all finished we are just doing nothing so this poor fund of knowledge one should not become unchaste by stopping the activities of pure consciousness if the activities of pure consciousness are stopped certainly the conscious living force will be otherwise engaged because otherwise engaged means in maya it be engaged otherwise in in the opposite thing the maya because unless engaged the con if the activities of pure consciousness are stopped certainly the conscious living force will be otherwise engaged because unless engaged the consciousness has no standing consciousness cannot be silent even for a moment nahikashchit kshanam api jatu dishthatya karma krit 3.5 in bhagavad gita when the body does not act the consciousness acts in the form of dreams rose body is inactive while sleeping but mind is active therefore we dream unconsciousness is artificial by induced extraneous help it remains for a limited period but when the intoxication of the drug is finished or when one is awake the consciousness again acts earnestly maitreya's statement is that in order to avoid unchaste conscious activities he was trying to describe the unlimited glories of the lord despite not having the ability to describe them perfectly so this is important how can i describe the lord despite not having the ability to describe them perfectly this glorification of the lord is not a product of research so it doesn't depend upon my perfection or imperfection the message is perfect if i repeat it is perfect So this glorification of the Lord is not a product of research, but is the result of hearing submissively from the authority of the spiritual master. It is also not possible to repeat all that one has heard from a spiritual master, but one can narrate as far as possible by one's honest endeavor. It does not matter whether the Lord's glories are fully explained or not. Does not does not matter. One must attempt to engage one's bodily, mental, and verbal activities in the transcendental glorification of the Lord. Otherwise, such activities will remain unchaste and impure. So the whole point of you know speaking or you know serving the Lord or singing for Him. is not that oh i am this great speaker i am a great scholar and this and that that's not the point we have to just engage how much can we know about krishna krishna himself does not know about himself that is stated in 10:5136 of shrimad bhagavatam so he does not himself know himself it means he is so great <laughs> so how can we know so how can we completely explain so there is another another verse which says the sky is unlimited but as much as the bird can fly to the certain height that much he can go so the philosophy is just like the sky unlimited but how much the ability of the bird to go higher in the in the sky that much he can go but the point is it does not know even if i know only anyway it does not matter if i just know only few things let me just repeat it is the point of engaging ourselves in krishna's service it's not to perfect our service it is just to be engaged in service service is never perfect you cannot we cannot perfect the i mean perfect our service in, for the lord we cannot we just the bhava grahi janardan he accepts our bhava if we do to our best of our ability that is important best of our ability oh yeah okay uh, it doesn't matter perfect just do just you know just just do whatever i can now just be lazy in the matter of service no we should do everything in our capacity like ramachandra he knew where sita was he is a supreme personality of god he knows everything but he sent this vanaras and hanuman he could have easily said after all is ram only you know supreme personality god i'll just eat and sleep you know the monkey and i'll just eat fruits you know and then bananas and then he will he will he can find no he is supreme personality what help i can give? 
I just make some, you know, drama that I am doing some service. No. <laughs> he did not leave any stone unturned in the matter of looking for Sita because it's a service. And the devotee does not argue with the Lord that, hey, Ramachandra Bhagavan, how come you know where Sita is, you are Paramatma? If you are really Paramatma, you should know. Why are you sending us and wasting our time? You know, here, 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 there, anxiety, all this. Why unnecessary? Just finish everything, no? What is the problem? We cannot say because he wants us to serve him. For our benefit, that too. He does not need our service. So, such anxious service, like he did not need Arjuna to fight the war. He could have killed. Breathing, he is um, uh, creating and destroying universes. He needs Arjuna to um, you know kill the, this thing. And who gave the Arjuna the power? Krishna. And when Krishna left, Arjuna could not even fight with some cowherd people. With the same Gandiva Bo, same Arjuna who defeated you know, stalwart warriors. So, ultimately, Krishna is the sanctioner. But still, it is the endeavor to serve him. The anxiety to serve him. And trying our best. It's not just, oh, I'm very anxious to serve him, but I don't do any service. No, no, no. I have to actually do as much as I can within the limits of my Tanu Vak Manobir by words, mind and body. Hmm. Otherwise, we are unchaste, impure. The existence of the conditioned soul can be purified only by the method of engaging one's mind and speech in the service of the Lord. The Tridandi Sanyas, Sanyasi of Vaishnava school accepts three rods representing the vow to engage in the service of the Lord with body, mind and speech. Whereas the Ekadandi Sanyasi takes the vow to become one with the Supreme. Since the Lord is absolute, there is no distinction between Him and His glories. The glories of the Lord as chanted by the Vaishnava Sanyasi are as substantial as the Lord Himself. And while, thus while glorifying the Lord, the devotee becomes one with Him in transcendental interest. The interest is the same. <clears throat> he wants Krishna wants everybody to serve him, and the devotee also wants everybody to serve Krishna. The interest is one. That is the oneness a devotee wants to achieve. The oneness of purpose and serving in that. Hmm. Like it's like a cashier in a company. A big company may have a cashier. The oneness with the company of the cashier means he will cooperate. Like his company is, you know, uh, you know, conducting its activities for profit, and the cashier just assists the CEO of the company and as yes, he counts millions of dollars he may count millions of dollars but he has no interest in that he just cooperates so that is the company is acting as one unit but if he wants to merge into the CEO of the company and become one with the CEO and he becomes as rich as the CEO as much controller as the CEO is then he will be kicked out of the company he will get the pink slip you cheat rascal you go to jail if he, if he does this kind of thing so same way we have to become oneness with the Lord in purpose hmm. We have to dovetail ourselves with the purpose of the Lord, not with the Lord. He remains eternally a transcendental servitor. This simultaneously one and different position of the devotee makes him eternally purified and thus his life becomes complete success. So, there we have it. I don't know if there are any more. Yeah, I think that's the end. Thank you very much for your uh, participation. Shri Prabhupada ki jai, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu ki jai. Hare Krishna Mahamantra ki jai. Anantakodi Vaishnava Vrind ki jai. Nitai Gaur Primanandi Hari Hari Bol. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna.